Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I am a licensed clinical mental health therapist and also a licensed clinical addiction specialist. But I have also been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing. But when we finally awaken from the trance that is so easy to fall into around toxic people, life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe and live and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. And I want to help people get there by healing from the dependency, the codependency, the trauma bonding, and the abuse. The healing process brings us through those long-standing false perceptions that held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is about trauma bonding. It's actually about cutting contact and breaking that bond. Remember trauma bonding? We talked about this in an earlier episode. Trauma bonding is like an addiction. It's a form of attachment. Anybody who has been in a relationship with a narcissist or anyone along that dark triad knows that it is very difficult to break free of this emotional bond. There's actually different parts of your brain and nervous system at work here. There is the emotional mind and the rational mind. And the emotional mind is actually the part that is trauma bonded, not the rational mind, not the conscious part of the brain where we process information. The attachment or trauma bond is not even, it's not even in just your mind anymore. It's actually deep within the nervous system, which is throughout your entire body. It's like a tug of war going on between these two parts, the emotional mind and the rational mind. And when you realize that you're in a toxic relationship and you decide to end it or get out, the emotional part spins into this frantic state of desperation, trying to reconnect with the abuser with absolutely no logical sense, no connection to that rational part of your mind. It's like going into withdrawal when contact is cut. The, the withdrawal is excruciatingly painful and it makes you feel desperate just to alleviate this pain so much so that you find yourself doing things that you would normally never do or tolerate. And um, this, is, this is why it doesn't seem rational. This is why outsiders look at people and go, why are they still in that relationship? But so in order to deal with this pain, we really need high levels of oxytocin, dopamine, other chemicals such as adrenaline, even a little bit of cortisol, although we want to manage the cortisol. So let's look at some healthy ways to boost these chemicals naturally to help break this trauma bond. First of all, let's look at oxytocin. Oxytocin is the main bonding chemical. And going low contact or no contact is 
absolutely essential for weaning off the effects of oxytocin. But this comes with strong cravings for connection and especially with the narcissist because that has by now been linked through the emotional associations in the nervous system so that we we need to look for other healthier connections and there's a few ways to do this. One, we want to increase social interactions, connecting with others, even if it's not the manipulator. Increasing our social interactions can increase the levels of oxytocin. So look for groups to join. Connect with friends. There's so many groups out there and it doesn't even have to be in person. There's plenty of meetup groups, Facebook groups, all kinds of online connection opportunities. And you can also look for groups in your area with people that have similar interests. And like I said, reconnecting with friends that actually care about you. You can join a gym. You can volunteer for a cause that you believe in, but get out there and connect with people. Push yourself past your comfort zone because maybe at this point you don't even feel like doing it. Chances are you've been isolated by the manipulator in your life. And that was intentional. It's designed to keep you under their control. So you want to push past that and you want to get out there and you want to reconnect with people. Another thing that can help is physical contact. You can increase your oxytocin levels just by cuddling a pet. Do you have a cat or a dog or something? Because research shows that cuddling or contact with a dog or even any other gentle animal, that can increase your oxytocin levels. Not only do your oxytocin levels go up, but so do the animals. So I, so maybe just volunteer at an animal shelter or offer to pet sit for a friend or walk their dog if you don't have one. It's even possible to give yourself a hug and increase your oxytocin levels. But we want to bring these up because these oxytocin is what you have been operating on primarily. And this is what's going to decrease. So we want to counteract that. Another one that we want to look at is adrenaline. Adrenaline gets a workout with a narcissist. There's no shortage of fear in a toxic relationship. There's no no shortage of stress. These levels will lower when you start going no contact. You'll notice it immediately, but it affects other chemicals like dopamine, which also get released after an adrenaline rush. So it's kind of like a, a two for one deal there. This would be a good time to try some of those activities that you might have been scared to try before. You want something that will bring both fear and anticipation. We're looking here to boost excitement levels. Think extreme sports only. I mean, you don't have to be an athlete. Just think in terms of something that you're going to get an, an adrenaline rush from oh, just within your abilities like just beyond your comfort zone. For example, like rock climbing, you know, or maybe just find a fitness center that has like a rock climbing wall or um, I don't know, something like boogie boarding, aerial exercises, if you're a daredevil, even like karaoke, doing something that you have, if you haven't done it before, doing something that might make you nervous. Even going on a job interview can raise adrenaline. So, but it's time to go after your passion 
that might have been tucked away during a relationship with a narcissist. For me, for example, I started this podcast. This made me very nervous. It still kind of does. It was very challenging to say the least, but there's a lot of ways to, uh, to generate adrenaline and hack that reward system in a more productive way than reconnecting with a toxic or abusive ex or individual. Another chemical in this toxic cocktail, it's, this is not an actual toxic chemical. It just plays a part, you know, in the overall scheme of things when you're with somebody who is manipulative. So this other chemical is serotonin because serotonin is the carrier of messages between nerve cells and the brain. This is important. It's an important one to maintain. Remember, there's that tug of war going on between the brain and the nerve, well, the nervous system, but the nervous system holds the emotional energy. So serotonin contributes to the function of your mood, of your emotions, even your libido. It is connected to overall feelings of well-being. When serotonin is low, your impulsivity is affected. In other words, you're more likely to be impulsive. And this is the last thing you want to do because then you're going to start dialing your ex. You're going to start ruminating over your ex. You're going to answer those texts. You're going to answer those calls. And so you want strong impulse control. And there are ways to boost your serotonin levels as well. So of course, exercise is always good. It's good for almost all of these biochemicals, including the release of serotonin. It can also lower cortisol levels at the same time, reducing stress even further. Sunlight helps increase serotonin levels. And if you can't get enough sunlight from the sun because it's winter or because you live, you live somewhere where sunlight is limited, you can use those natural light lamps. And there's also like luminate light therapy glasses. You can wear those. That helps some people. Um, another thing that helps serotonin is getting a massage. There is research that shows that massage therapy increases those neurotransmitters or the neurotransmitter production of serotonin as well as oxytocin and other happy hormones. Another thing to do to boost serotonin is think of good memories. Good memories boost serotonin. A good way to bring this up or bring up positive memories is to recall one of your happiest memories, one that does not include your ex or a toxic person, write about it or draw it or paint it or do something, even looking through old photos or listening to songs from that period of time that remind you of these events. Listen to songs from enjoyable times. That can help. And now I just mentioned decreasing cortisol. So decreasing levels of cortisol is very important. Cortisol is what's released when we're under stress. This is probably more frequently than you can imagine when you're around somebody that is toxic or manipulative. You're under almost constant release of cortisol, constant stress. This does no good, especially in long-term and constant dosages. So we want to counteract this as much as possible. And there's th several ways to do this. Obviously, again, physical activity, but uh, including yoga, going to the gym, walking, bike riding, swimming, dancing, rock climbing, just get yourself moving. Movement really helps. Laughter helps. Laughter is another way. So you can watch 
um, funny movies or read funny books or sometimes TikTok. Although, I don't know, sometimes they're not as funny anymore, but you can find some. Go to comedy clubs. Hang out with friends that make you laugh. There's lots of ways that you can induce laughter. Music is another way. So listening to the music, listening to your favorite songs. Also, try to listen to some music that you wouldn't normally listen to. Maybe even take up a new instrument. In You're going to have some extra time. So if you're interested in learning a new instrument, this would be the time to do it. Um, also, going to listen to live music is even better because then you're right there in front of them. And that can really help reduce those levels of cortisol. You're concentrating on the music. You're hearing the all the vibrations of the sound around you. You're in the energy. You're submersed in it. It's a lot of fun. Um, another thing is mindfulness. And you hear this all the time. People say meditate. And, and it's true, though. If you just slow your mind down and meditate in whatever way is comfortable to you. You can you can even just sit and watch something as long as your senses are engaged, then you you're going to be more mindful of what's around you and you'll be less focused on stuff like ruminating or stress. For example, you can watch um relaxing videos or maybe go to the beach. And just watch the waves, watch the birds that little, those little birds hop along the sand. Watch the horizon, listen to the sounds of the of the waves crashing on the beach. Take in the smells, the salt water, maybe sunscreen. Listen to the sounds maybe of seagulls. But you want to engage your senses because that's going to help you with relaxing, and that's going to even help with meditation. Um. Another thing you can do is one of your enjoyable activities, like some people paint or draw or take up, I don't know, any number of activities that occupies your mind. Another thing to do is um, become more socially active. Get involved with groups. Look on Facebook and see if there's groups or look on the internet and see if there's any meetup groups or other groups that you might want to join. You can look for places to volunteer. That's a good way to meet people. You can go to like festivals and things like that, but get out there and get social. Another thing that you can do to, to help reduce some of these cortisol levels is, um, believe it or not, body and facial expressions, body movement or body postures and facial expressions. So one trick is to maybe place your tongue on the roof of your mouth and just let it go limp. Try that for a second. Or smile. See how see how you feel. See what how, see how your nervous system responds when you have an angry face versus when you put on a smile. And then these power poses, you know, like throwing your arms back, open your arms wide, make a, a Y with your body. Put your head back. Put your chin up. Hold that pose for a minute, and and notice how you feel. Another thing that you can do is what's called pro uh, progressive muscle relaxation. And that's where you just start with a certain part of your body and you tense as much as you can. Hold it for about 10 seconds. For example, hold your fists, make, make fists as strong as you can. Hold that, feel the energy in your hands. Hold it for about 10 seconds and then release and you'll feel a little bit tingly 
and then do the same thing with your arms. Make your arms as tense as you can and hold that for about 10 seconds. And then you'll do the same thing with the next being your shoulders and then the next your stomach and, and so on all the way down to your toes, even your facial muscles. You can do that. And all of these things help to reduce the cortisol. Remember, we're dealing with all of these chemicals. I'm excited to share a special announcement with all of you in the podcasting community. Our dear friend, Christina Bonnet, has launched an extraordinary program that's bound to resonate with many of my listeners. It's called Unfold, a holistic expedition to uncover your wisdom and deep restfulness. If you're on a journey towards balance and growth, this three-month program is tailor-made for you. Crafted with immense love and meticulous attention, Unfold integrates powerful practices such as inquiry, drawing inspiration from the work of Byron Katie, non-sleep, deep rest techniques, and integral coaching. I love the concept of this. Christina Bonnet describes it as an expedition, and I couldn't agree more. It's a journey designed to provide you with the best tools for your personal growth and transformation. I've had the privilege of taking a sneak peek into the program, and let me tell you, it's something special. The level of care and thought that has gone into crafting Unfold is truly commendable. We all know the importance of healing from toxic abuse, and Christina's program is a source of light for those seeking holistic approaches. Whether you're familiar with methods like the work of Byron Katie or just starting to explore deep rest practices, Unfold has something for you. You can find all the details about Unfold at christinabonnet.com forward slash unfold. That's Christina Bonnet, C-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-B-O-N-N-E-T.com forward slash unfold. Take a moment to explore how this program can be the catalyst for your own transformative journey and mention that you heard about it on this podcast and get an extra 10% off. Don't miss out on this opportunity to join a holistic expedition toward wisdom and deep restfulness. Remember, we're dealing with all of these chemicals in a trauma bond. Our goal is to break this bond. It's like breaking an addiction. So let's talk about uh, time management for a second. You've heard the expression, I'm not sure if this is exactly how it goes, but idle hands are the devil's workshop. And that could not apply more than here. When you are bored, your mind wants to be occupied. Your mind has been occupied for a long time by the narcissist or by somebody that's toxic and has been trying to manipulate you because their goal is to get you under their control. They want you dependent on them. So therefore, over time, being around somebody like this, you do become dependent on them and your mind becomes occupied with them. So, And when this happens, this gives anyone along the dark triad a perfect opportunity to swoop in and take control, even if you're coming out of a toxic relationship. So we need to get a hold on this. This is the last thing you want when you're trying to break free from one toxic individual. You don't want another one swooping in and taking control. You don't want to give them any more opportunities to control you or take over your command center 
and maintain manipulation over you. You have to get back to you. Think of at least three activities that you can use to occupy your time. Start with your goals that you have or that you may have had but pushed aside. Maybe what hobbies did you enjoy or do you think that you might enjoy? What might be fun? Think of what you can pursue right now to replace the time and energy that you've spent in this toxic relationship or on the narcissist. Maybe um, come up with a bucket list. Think of all the fun and exciting things that you would like to experience or the places that you would like to go, the things that you would like to see. These can become goals and then start working towards these goals immediately, every day. Try new things that you've never done before just to see how you like them. Make sure that whatever you do is exciting for you. These things can be way more fun without the manipulator trying to be better than you or making you feel bad about yourself or deeming it a worthless, useless activity. If you're trying to do something, if you enjoy writing and then a narcissist comes in or the toxic individual comes in and tells you how what a waste of time that is and how useless that is, that's going to kind of suck the energy right out of you. So now without them around is the time to get back into that and build that back up because it's not a waste of time. It's just a waste of time to them because they couldn't control you or it was something that represented your independence and something that didn't that was separate from them. Number one, most important thing in breaking a trauma bond is self-compassion. This might be the most difficult because after being with a manipulator for a while, you become conditioned to believe that doing anything for yourself is negative and that why would you have compassion for you? This simply isn't true. It's just what the narcissist wanted for themselves. They wanted your compassion on them, not on you. They sucked the compassion out of you with no return. They wanted you to serve them, not yourself. If you were doing something for yourself, then that would take time and focus away from them. So do the things that make you feel good. Go out with friends, hang out with people that make you feel good about you, that have positive and supportive attitudes. When you get up, as difficult as it is, look in the mirror and tell yourself positive things. Tell yourself how amazing you are, how intelligent, how strong, how creative, what a source of love, anything. Just start small because I know all of this is going to sound ridiculous at first because it's completely been programmed out of you. You've been programmed to believe that you're worthless because if you knew that you had value, then they then you would be a threat because that independence, that's a threat to them. They want you under their control. So remind yourself, even start small, just say, I might be amazing or maybe I used to be amazing or maybe there's an, a possibility of me being, if you can't say amazing, just say, okay, maybe there's a possibility of me being actually okay. And then just build from there every day every day make it stronger and stronger like i am a source of love wait i am kind of a fun person wait i kind of do enjoy a lot of things every day show yourself compassion in fact you don't need to be around other people you can do solo dates with yourself you can take yourself out to a movie or out to dinner 
Go to a restaurant that you thought you might enjoy but you haven't been able to go to yet. Try some of that food that you haven't been able to. Or go on a retreat or a vacation by yourself. Schedule a spa retreat or even schedule a spa day. Just take a me day. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. So, detangling these trauma bonds, you can take control. These bonds are usually much deeper than just the relationship with the most recent narcissist. These toxic people tap into the programming that was already there. It was learned early on. Every sensory input from every action and every event in your environment since birth, even in utero, has helped your brain establish its map of the world. So our limbic system, which holds the emotional information that drives our behavior is deep within the brain. It's not part of our consciousness. It's not part of our awareness. This is the part that is most susceptible to the charm and the manipulation because it doesn't always connect with the logic part of the brain where we actually think and make logical decisions. Manipulative people use our emotions to trick us. That's what they do. They tap into people by playing on their emotions through all kinds of tactics with the goal of making them feel special and wanted and loved and adored and desired. All of these things. None of them they actually feel wholeheartedly or deeply, but they pretend to. They play the part well. They've mastered that because that's how they get what they want. Once this bond is created, the narcissist can then increase anxiety and fear through the other tactics such as threats of abandonment, anger, rejection, and blame and all kinds of, you know, playing the victim. This ricochet of emotions causes symptoms similar to PTSD and CPTSD, which is complex PTSD. They're little subtle micro traumas. So pay attention to the critical inner voices that have become dominant thoughts. These are the negative cognitions or the schemas that the narcissist plays on and enhances to maintain control over you. These voices, although they're internal now, they're false. It sounds real, but they're false. It sounds like self-blame. So we got to end self-blame. It's natural and common to blame yourself after you've been around a toxic person, but it is only part of the programming. The self-blame is a double-edged sword because it feeds back to the inaccurate belief that you can't trust your own perception of reality. Get away from the toxins, meaning separate as much as you can, even if it's just emotionally, even if that's all you can do for now, just separate yourself from the narcissist. The more distance you have, the more space you allow for noticing your own thoughts. 
Pay attention to them, question them, make room in there for the possibility that not all of these thoughts are yours. Question where they might have originated. Bring yourself to the present moment to help ground yourself and recognize when the thoughts are of the past or are worry about the future. And shadow work, that's coming up a lot. Shadow work means examining your schemas, examining these programs or these false beliefs. Where did they come from? Why do you still hold them? Usually it's part of the protective system, part of the nervous system, trying to get you to do something to protect you, even even though it's telling you what a bad person you are. That's a protective thing because if if it can get you to believe that you're a bad person, you're not going to do anything to antagonize the narcissist, which means be an independent, beautiful, shining person. So until you bring your subconscious wounds to your awareness, they are likely to influence you, leaving you susceptible to gravitating towards more narcissists and more toxic people and, and being a target for them. So it's very important. Get back to you. All of these things, all of these little tricks can help, but the most important thing is that self-compassion. Thank you for listening to the Inner Source Healing Podcast. It is important to give yourself the self-compassion that you deserve and remember that your feelings matter. If you want more information or if you want to contact me, please visit my website at www.innersourcetherapy.com.